This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Glenn Campbell. He's the Executive Director and CEO of Deacon Co. G'day, Glenn. Hi, Alan. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Now, Deakin Co. is um, a subsidiary or a company owned by the Deakin University. That's right. Based in Geelong. Um, and uh, I really want to talk about this uh, white paper that you've put out uh, with Deloitte. But before that, just give us a bit of background on Deakin Co. What, uh, how long has it been going what, and what does it do? Yeah, so Deakin Co. has been around since m- around March 2017, but it also has a long history. It's, it's formed from three former businesses of the university, uh, Deakin Digital, uh, uh, which was a short, innovative uh, organisation that was uh, was very sh- uh, probably only around for a few years. Short. Short, very short period of time. Didn't work. Uh, no, it did work, it's, uh, but it just was about bringing that in together with some other parts. So Deakin Prime was the big part of uh, Deakin University's executive education and Deakin had an RTO as well running vocational programs for business. RTO being registered Uh, registered training training organisation. Sorry about that. Doing um, workplace education. Doing workplace education. And so Deakin brought those three elements together. I came on board then to look at what was that holistic offer of uh, and to rethink what we do in workplace learning and education and rebuild that from the ground up again. What was your background? So my background's actually been in education, primarily education and business and government with some periods of time in the private sector as well uh, and consulting. And, and of the three that came, three things that came together to form Deakin Co, which which was and is the largest. What is it? What do you mainly do? Well, what we're now doing is looking at we're we're focused around the specialisations around capability, but particularly leadership capability and human centred or the old what we used to call soft skills. And they're the two elements that we've built everything from. So we have a form of recognition uh, and external validation of people's existing capabilities in things like problem solving, critical thinking, uh, leadership, communication, the elements that are those human-centred skills that are the most valid and in demand and relevant as we move forward in business into the future. So you go into a company, you do what, an assessment of them, so, uh, of their le- of their personnel for leadership and other soft skills and give so, them a score or something? No. So what we do, it's it's all online. So there, we do have, we're, we're developing learning modules that help people re- understand what it means to upskill or even to reskill into different areas. But what we do in the, in the, in the validation exercise, it's fully online. Uh, there's a, there's of course, a, a guide for the for the candidate, but there's three elements to that assessment. We do uh, a personal reflection, which in itself is very powerful, uh, and that's guided through a series of questions. Submission of evidence that demonstrates a person's capability at one of five different organisational levels, uh, and that evidence must be no more than two years old. And then we do an what we call an asynchronous video. So it's it's like a modern interview uh, where a candidate is talking into they're talking to their camera on their computer or their phone and it's a set of randomised questions that helps us validate the other two elements of the of the uh, of the assessment and then that's assessed by two people one academic and one industry all right and what their boss gets feedback on it so the individual then gets a credential that is aligned to the Australian qualification framework so it can then be used as credit towards a degree oh uh, and they also get issued with a digital badge, and that badge can then be used um, to post on their social media platforms. Right. So, are you profitable? 
uh, where we were pretty much break even at the moment. Um, so it is still a startup. Profitable in future. That's right. And and look, and it's a really been a big investment by the university of around about $12 million uh, to set this up and to rethink education as it relates to the workplace from the ground up. Would I be right in thinking that it's uh, about, it's probably about getting their money back or at least earning a return on the investment, but also about setting up connections with business? I mean, it's it's there's sort of soft aims as well as hard ones. Well, that's right. And each of the creden- each of the credentials, the capabilities that we look at, we develop the assessment methodology in conjunction with business and industry. Um, so so that's a significant part of this. And also, it it's it's a way of where the future of education, particularly at the workplace, is going. There's a less of an emphasis on degrees, and an increasing emphasis on continual learning to maintain employability. Yeah. I think that's true. Now, this white paper you've put out uh, just recently, um, I mean, look, I was quite interested uh, and sort of surprised about the the way that you talked about how um, there's going to be an increase, there's going to be um, five core industries will be adversely affected by shortages of skills. So it's interesting because the conventional wisdom is that uh, automation is going to... um, you know, replace jobs. What you're saying is that the con- what you seem to be saying is that the the converse of that is that there's going to be a shortage of human skills. That's right. And and in many ways, if we look at every indu- the three previous industrial revolutions, they resulted in more jobs, not less. But what we're seeing, if you like, there's there's those jo- those tasks towards a job. So that's- can I just yep. put you up there? They didn't result in more jobs. Straight away, it no. took a while. No, look, that's that's true, and and this is where we can in fact plan. So what we're seeing is tasks that can be um, that are that are being automated are more manual or in in their in their approach. They're things that can in fact be done quite readily by a computer by a machine. What we are seeing, though, is an increase in demand for skills that are more human-centred. So things like communication, problem-solving, critical thinking, customer service. So they're the elements of, of jobs that are not necessar- that that are much more difficult for a computer to do. They're where we have human-to-human interaction, or the analysis of data and taking that data to the next level and saying, well, what does this mean for our organisation? And how might our clients respond to that type of information? Yeah. So what does it mean for education? So in education, well, which way? In terms of the, the employment or in terms of the way we deliver education? Well, I was thinking mainly of how you deliver education. Yeah. And I think that's that certainly is an area that, that's part of why Deakin coexists. So we're looking at, if you like, trying to disrupt education from within and particularly at that postgraduate level, what we're seeing from business and, and individuals is less of, an, in, less of a focus on a degree and more of a focus on attaining skills in a, in a just-in-time fashion. And there's certainly technical skills and a, a number of those that keep uh, being needed. But what our report found was that across all 18 industries – the top three most in-demand skills and the skill shortages are all human-centred skills. Yeah, well, so it's, it seems to me that your white paper, the, the study, the work that you've been doing there, which, as I say, is quite interesting, is not about the time frame of doing the education, for example. So what you're talking about with Deakin Co is that, as you said, it's not just about getting a degree and then going off and working based on the 
the vocation that you learnt about, but about ongoing education, right? But but actually, the the the, the work you've been doing with Deloitte is about more than that. It's about um, uh, what you're actually learning, what it is you're learning, rather than how you how you're learning it. That's right. And in fact, when you look at things like human skills, like communication, um, uh, problem solving, or even time management and organisation, what's important for an organisation is that you can do that, not that you've learnt how to do it. And that's where we can fundamentally rethink the way that we look at education and assessment. So we but a can... lot of people need to learn how to do it, right? That's right. So does that mean that, do you think, that, that universities need to change the way and change the things that they teach people? Well, I think there's two parts to it. You certainly need to learn the fundamentals, but as you progress up through your career, the the importance of on-the-job application and the experience we gain from doing things becomes much more important and critical. And so we start to see that balance between um, acquiring knowledge and applying knowledge change. Uh, and that's where I think what we might well we may well see in the and we probably should see in the postgraduate space is for universities to be thinking differently about how do you stack a degree? How do you obtain an, a, a degree in a very fundam- in a fundamentally different way from the traditional classes or master classes or intensive study and start to recognise that uh, that people's lived experiences in the workplace are equally valid uh, towards a qualification. Because I, I don't want you to necessarily speak specifically about Deakin, but my, my impression is that universities are very, very hard to turn around. You know, academics been there a long time. They do certain things. They have a certain curriculum. They get in and they teach the class that, and that's what they and that's what they're happy to do. And they don't want to change it. So, um, it seems to me that the Queen Mary's got a small turning circle compared to universities. Do you think that it's going to be um, simple for? for the university sector to to change in the way that you're suggesting? I think some universities will be able to change faster than others. And ultimately, universities are now in a market-driven market-driven economy, and those that do change will survive, and those that don't may not survive. Hmm. Well, there you are. That's a... <laughs> an apocalyptic way to end on a quite apocalyptic, but it's interesting. Thanks very much for joining us. Great, thanks. It's been, uh, it's been great talking to you. I've been talking to Glenn Campbell, who's the Managing Director of Deakin Co., which is part of Deakin University.